Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Business of Sports Tourism podcast. I'm Joel Lamp here in Huntsville, Alabama, and I am joined by Jennifer Pivnick with U.S. Sports Club Insurance. Jennifer, thank you for joining us for this first episode where in season two, where we uh, kind of take them smaller episodes and uh, bring everybody in a little bit more often for a discussion. But appreciate you uh, taking the time out to join us. Good morning. Super happy um, to be here. So um, let's talk a little bit about uh, U.S. Sports Club Insurance, uh, your your website and the social media where people can find you. Yes. So USSportsClubInsurance.com, super easy. Um, that's probably the best place to go, and that'll lead you to all the social media, which um, our business abbreviation is USSCI, which honestly is terrible and hard to say. Everybody will say USSCII. So easiest U.S. Sports Club insurance. I like it. It's almost like it's a battleship. Um, <laughs> the USSCI. Um, so, but but talk about what you guys do, because in some ways you guys are kind of like a battleship to help um uh events kind of protect themselves from uh a lot of different issues um talk a little bit about what you guys do at u.s sports club insurance sure so we are um obviously an insurance company we're very specialized in the youth sports world and the event side of of the industry and so you know we all know that there's financial risks that are associated within this industry for all of the different stakeholders involved starting from the athlete, the, the time and the effort that an athlete invests to play a sport, the parent, the time and the money that they invest into their athlete and to develop them, the club, the resources that are allocated for a club to compete at a high level are astronomical. Event organizers and the leagues, on average, for a tournament, it's over a thousand man hours to host a tournament with no guarantee that that event is not going to be canceled. There's no guarantees on weather specifically. And then, you know, also the, the destinations and the industry partners that support those events and this whole industry. Same, if the event is canceled, it everybody loses. So we set out to protect the revenue associated with those financial risks, the revenue that the club generates, the revenue that an event organizer generates, and that revenue obviously comes from the investments that the parents are making to play um, and participate in these sports. So the insurance policies that we have are sports fee insurance, which that protects the financial obligation that a athlete or a parent makes to play at a competitive level. And then on the events, event cancellation or insurance is for either the event organizer as a whole, or we allow the teams and participants to, to decide during the registration process if they want to guarantee a refund. Okay. That's a lot of words I just said. No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's something that, a lot of people probably don't fully understand the impact you guys have, but also as a support mechanism for a lot of these events um, that 
especially in the youth sports world where uh, especially when I'm looking at it from a destination standpoint this weekend, we've got a huge lacrosse event um, coming into town. Um, but if they don't hit numbers, well, then they're out money. We're out money that everybody's kind of moving around and pointing the fingers at everybody else. And there are certain things that are just sometimes out of your control. And you guys can kind of help fill that void from from an insurance standpoint. Definitely related to the weather. So, you know, we can't insure against, you know, a lack of marketing or lack of sure in an event, but when it comes to the weather and it's, it's also, it's, it's hard when you just say weather, because when you say weather, most people think of just rain, but the way that we designed the policy, which we did, we wrote the policy, created it. This is how we spent our 2020 we couldn't sit and do nothing as everybody just, you know, sat and did nothing. And we created an event cancellation policy specific to the youth sports industry that protects against weather, natural disaster, heat, smoke, earthquakes, tornadoes. So everything that is traditionally not covered in insurance, we cover unsafe playing conditions. So the weather and the effects of weather is on the event cancellation product, that is what it protects. What's been one of the, I guess, uh, positive, the feel-good stories where you guys have helped, say, helped an event kind of uh, th that positive feel-good, hey, if we didn't do, if they hadn't have bought the insurance, this is, they were set up for an, a, a disaster. Man, we had two soccer tournaments back-to-back -back weekends in Tahoe that were canceled due to smoke, the wildfires. And it was actually one of, so our insurance policy first was approved nationwide April of 2021. So it's fairly new within the market. Mm -hmm. And I think it was one of our first, <laughs> our first um, club-wide insurance events and, and two back-to-back -back weekends that were canceled on the bounce, both the smoke, unsafe playing conditions. So for me, you know, I love that we are able to protect that revenue because it was a small soccer club that that is their budget. That's their number one fundraiser for the whole entire year. And so to be able to have this vision and something that we've been working on for a year and a half, two years, and then it comes together. It sucks. It's one of the first ones <laughs> that <laughs> it makes it, it makes you start questioning how how <laughs> hey we may need to tweak this thing a little bit. <laughs> right. There is a couple, you know, and, and it's a it's an evolving product. It's hard. I will say one of the challenges in insurance is that you kind of everybody sits around the table and you talk about how people can. Um, how people try to get over on you or how people try to bend rules or systems. And the way that you need to think about insurance is fair. And what I always hated about insurance is I felt like it was shady and people try to get over on you. Like I didn't love the insurance industry. I never did. If you would have talked to me 10 years ago and asked me if I would have been in insurance, I would have laughed. But now 
being kind of on the other side, you know, my goal when I came into this industry was to provide transparency and make sure that people understood exactly what they were getting and what was covered. Like, I don't, shady is the worst thing for me. Like, I don't sit with that in any way, shape or form. So, you know, we really strive to make it clear and concise so that people know exactly what they're getting. And I think that would be my advice to people is if you start reading an insurance policy and it doesn't make sense or it, it be careful, right? Make sure you know what you're getting. It It's common sense. It should be pretty simple and easy to understand. It should not be. Can y'all. Can y'all jump into the home and uh, auto insurance industry, bin, please? <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's not enough hours in the day. Um, so you guys are the leader in this part of it in the sports tourism industry. Um, what are some of the trends you're seeing um, that destinations uh, need to be kind of aware of going forward? You know, I would say data-driven decisions are really, really what is is the trend right now of being able to actually look at algorithms and content and, and why people chose what they chose and decisions that they made, and then being able to decipher for yourself business decisions and directions to go moving forward. As related to the insurance side of that, you know, our goal is to be able to have our insurance product embedded in the registration process for everybody, regardless of the platform. We're agnostic. So we can sit in any registration platform there is, and then we can transfer the burden from the event organizer having to traditionally fill out a 100-page application and go through underwriting and all of that that goes with it to then transferring it to allowing the consumer to make the decision on whether or not they want the ability to have a refund or not at the point of sale. So then it that enables event organizers to not raise their prices, to even update their refund policy so that they can say, you know what, we don't have refunds because we offered you this insurance and now it's your decision on whether you want it or not. That is the real trend of, and the direction that it's moving forward. We're in the middle of several integrations, several on major, major platforms. And that's going to be the, um, I think my advice would be embrace technology, make sure that you understand, first of all, like the data that's coming to you and then use it to help drive decisions. I mean, that's really, that's where, that's what's down the road. Yeah. I, I the more, one of the things hitting back to, to us a little bit more is, is that, that you, you hit the nail on the head with the data driven decisions. It's, Hey, we did a uh, basketball event a couple of weeks ago. And so we're gathering the information of, okay, um, where did they come from? Where did they go after the game? Where were they at before the game? How do we funnel people back out into the city? Uh, traffic flow, all, there's a ton of data now that 
we've got access to that you may have never, I mean, heck, five, 10 years ago was unheard of at that point. You were having to do like five surveys to get to to that point. So, and there's some cool stuff in that sector. It's kind of scary, cool stuff. Like, there's, oh, it's scary, scary. And you know how they get it. So, I've, you know, I'm kind of a, a, data nerd like i love all of the different platforms and technology that's out there so i i try to educate myself as much as possible and there's one company that they told us how they do it so it's when you download like a free app on your phone you're giving permission for them to track every single thing that you do and so mm-hmm. then they collect this then if you as an event organizer you can leverage their service it's it's new open to the public so it's still very very expensive it might be what you guys were using i'm not sure but it gives you exactly that you can tell where they came from you can tell their man their income their spend, oh yeah the restaurant they went to afterwards like you can the- track everything it's that scary. was the that was the interesting thing was seeing the flow chart of because we we launched it with the cross country race and it was interesting to see the flow chart of okay here's where they were coming from here's here's where they were in the footprint and then here's how long they stayed in the footprint and it was we're like okay this is this is what we need so we can help make decisions on how to make their experience better and especially like at a cross country event or youth soccer or whatever right. um how do you make that customer experience better well there's only you need to know what you're trying to do instead of just throw darts at a board and see what sticks Exactly. And you know what? Look, I think everything can be used for good or bad. Same with insurance, right? Like that mm-hmm. there's a good side and there's a bad side. There's a on data driven stuff. There's a good side and there's a bad side. But I think when you find the people that are are using it for good and trying to solve problems in the space, then man, it's worth it. Like it's absolutely, I'm the one that I'll give all my data, whatever. We're in a Alexa enabled house. And I think that um, Amazon has all of my information because my daughter's name is Alexa. So it picks up like every conversation <laughs> that there is. And I'm like, you know what? Make, make it better, whatever. Use whatever you want. I do not care. <laughs> oh yeah. I, they're going to get it one way or the other. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I get it completely. Um, I, so Let's let's talk a little bit about you for a minute in your path. Um, how how did you get into this in, in into this insurance world and and coming up with the concept for U.S. Sports Club Insurance? So I ran a very large soccer club here in Dallas for many years. The business side of it, I do not care about style of play. I don't care about any of it. I actually started. And time goes so fast. So my girls were little, little, little. And I started as a volunteer, team mom. And then it drove me crazy how the club managed its communication and how things were done. I'm like, there's so many better ways. And I was always a business owner, entrepreneur. And so I started as a volunteer and then I worked my way up and ended up creating a position and and then ultimately ended up running the business side of the company. We grew it from Solar Soccer Club. We grew it from 
at the time, well, we were Andromeda first when we merged into solar. So at the beginning of Andromeda, I think we were at seven teams. And then by the time I left, I was recruited to take this insurance program national. Um, and solar was at 285 teams with over a $7 million operating budget. So it was, and that's, a, and that's, and that's youth soccer. That's, that's the amazing soccer. thing. And so I started the tournaments that I did the marketing start, like it was a lot of innovative stuff. So what was su super cool for me is I got to be at the beginning from it being ran as a mom and pop organization to transcending into a full-on business and as that technology just exploded as team snap came onto the scene and then and league apps and some of the registration platforms that we all know now they were brand new babies and infants then and so it was so cool to watch the the transformation and process of that and the sports fee insurance was a new concept that was brought to me. It was one of the relationships that I managed. It was a Texas-based insurance. Um, the um, original president was in, her husband owned a baseball club. And they loved, she, it was actually her idea. And, and she went to Elgin, who's the CEO, and he's got 80% market share of all of the PTAs. He insures 80% of all the PTAs across the country. And so he's like, you know what? The sports needs an insurance solution too. So they created this sports fee insurance, Texas-based product. Um, one of their flaws originally was that it insured if the player wanted to quit for any reason. Okay. That's not really yeah. terrible. <laughs> and it through the loss ratio way out. I think they deeply underestimated the um, losses on that one. And, and so they kind of parted ways, but we had been offering, it was a great product and we'd been offering it. And so I reached out to the CEO and I'm like, look, signing day is in, in two days. I just need to know if you're, I know, you know, she's left. I need to know if this is viable because I can't send it out if it's not. And he was like, you know, it is. Would you like to go to lunch? Like, I'd like to talk to you because I'm like, look, you need to do this, this, this. So we go out to lunch and I just adore this man. He reminds me of my grandpa. I just love him to pieces. And I was telling him, I'm like, look, you need to build a technology platform. You need people to be able to make this decision. You need to API integrate into this. You need to do all of these things. And he's like, do you want a job? I'm like, yeah, right. I'm okay. I'm busy. You know? And he's like, no, I, I, I really have been looking for somebody and I've been praying about it. And I believe that God sent you to me. And I was like, I mean, and I was in a transition in my life at that exact moment. And I said, I cannot make this decision right now. I've got to go sleep on it. I can't just jump and make this decision. And he's like, okay, let's, you know, let's talk in, in a week. I said, okay. So he, he called me a couple of days later and he said, I just know you are the person for the job and I'm asking you to make a decision. And I said, okay, done. And so I was like, all right, I guess I'm in insurance now. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then so I dive in head first. Well, now, mind you, like solar was my baby. 
you know, but right. they're a monster at that point. And it's really a 24 hour a day job and there is no rest for the weary and you're dealing with like, it's, it's exhausting too. And I needed more, um, I don't know, peace in my life. And so I'm like, I can't just leave them high and dry. It's my child. Like I really look at like business as like an extension of yourself. And so I, turns out they were fine without me. <laughs> they, they've gone on and they're still just fine. Um, and I will always love them and adore them and support them. Um, and I've got really good long time friends there, but you know, I, it was just what I knew was the next step for me. And so then I just dove in head first and I will say in the insurance world, man, things move way slow and I don't move slow. So there's been a lot of conflict of butting heads for why does everything take as long as it just make decision? Let's do this. And, you know, I've learned lots of lessons and, um, it's been an interesting process to say the least on the back end of how it works. And, I, you know, honestly, on the insurance side, I'm going to pull the curtain back a, a tiny bit. Everybody's got their hand out, man. Like you have to be approved. Oh. In the state, you've got to have a carrier. Like it's highly regulated. It is not willy nilly. There is tons of red tape. And now that red tape is there for a reason. Make no mistake. It is. <laughs> But it's there and everyone's got their hand out and everybody gets a piece of something. So if if everybody operated in good faith, life would be a lot easier. <laughs> Amen to that. You, you, you but and you know when you see the red tape come up, you're like, okay, what did the, this guy do or this lady do that screwed the system up so bad? that they had to create a law to prevent this from ever happening again. Well, and you know, that even happens too, even on like the claim side, like, and, and that's where I go. Oh, yeah. Like I want to call, you know, on the sports fee insurance side and, and the parents, like you can clearly say they'll, they'll buy a policy and then they'll call us up and they'll be like, okay, my, my kid got hurt. And then I bought the insurance. I need to make a claim. I'm like, well, mm -hmm. It doesn't really work like that. Just like you can't wreck your car and then go buy insurance. You have to buy the insurance prior to something happening because that's then that's how it works. And people don't want to hear that. So, you know, it's, it's been an, an interesting, um, it's been an interesting ride for sure. And, um, I just, I, I really feel that like for me personally, I'm just best suited in problem solving. So as long as I'm solving problems and making a difference, I'm okay. If it, if it I, slow down or not be that, I'm not okay. I can I can understand that. I can appreciate that. Um, one of the things we're going to add into the discussions this year is uh, some discussions on leadership and and being a leader in the industry and in uh, within your company. And you kind of started down this. I mean, how would you characterize your leadership style and kind of how did you design it? How did how did you get formulated? What were some of those experiences that kind of said, OK, hey, this is when I'm in that role, I'm going to do this. And, and now yours is a little your story is a little different because you've been in a CEO type role for 
20 plus years now. Yes. So, you know, for me, I'm very, I, I place a high value on action and follow through. I just do. Like, I, I believe that business is a relationship driven industry and I put a, a value on relationships. And in order to have good, healthy relationships, you have to do what you say you're going to do. That's just what it boils down to. And anybody that works for me has to be able to have that same mindset and, and mentality. Number one, I believe that we can do anything we set our minds to do. Number two, I believe that, again, relationships are, are extremely important. And I pride myself and us on being a connector. I love nothing more than connecting the dots for someone else. Whether it benefits me or not is irrelevant. But if I see that you over here need this and I know both parties, bringing that together is great. So from a, a leadership kind of standpoint, um, I will say it could be a benefit and a flaw of mine is that I do not like to micromanage. I'm just, if I have to stop and tell you what to do step by step by step by step, it's a, it's a problem for me. I really like to paint a picture and outline the problem, come up with ways to solve it, and then let you go figure it out. Like I just, micromanaging to me is just not my strong suit. And I, I fail at that every time. So, and then the downside of that is that I tend to think that I can maybe do more than I can do. Like I'll make a list of what I have to get done. And then I think I can get that done and, and <laughs> maybe yeah. not the time frame that it actually takes to get done. So I'm working on um, delegating more and, and trusting more, but you, it's always a process for that. And <laughs> I'm that's, sure my flaws. Look, my face oh, is pretty red. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, but that's the thing. That's the thing that makes this uh, part of this is this industry is really great in the networking relationships connecting piece hey i may not be able to host this event but cassie in fort worth hey you need to go talk to her hey this is something that you need to go talk to ben and grand junction or sheree or whoever um it's fun to have and and you and i've gotten connected over the last couple of years through the shows and everything you never know where a relationship, a conversation uh, gets planted and what may come out of it. Um, heck, this podcast came out of me and Ben sitting at uh, a cookout restaurant in Richmond, Virginia, drinking milkshakes at 1130 one night. I'm like, you know, hey, is this something we want to do? Um, but the path that it's led us down has introduced us to a lot of different people that probably wouldn't normally be associated with some stuff, but also gives some people uh, a megaphone to go tell the great things that they're doing. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, that's the fun thing. That's really cool uh, about this industry. Now, the other thing that you hit on is the micromanaging and delegating. And I think that's, that's one of my things is I know how to do it and I can get it done. If, but man, I really need to know that the people I've got behind me are dotting eyes, crossing teeth. Now we've got a great team here in Huntsville, so I don't worry about that as much. 
but it's one of those things that like golly i you know uh these are my you know this event's my baby yeah i need to i gotta let it i gotta let it go i gotta let somebody babysit that you know yeah. but and, and i think to a degree there's a lot of us that are like that um and trying to paint the picture is the biggest thing and then okay hey oh one of the things i try to do now is over communicate so that way there's a little bit more of if you've got a question please feel free come ask it there's no there's no stupid questions there's just stupid people that don't ask questions you know uh, i i just had a meeting um last week with a a colleague that we had connected at the beginning of this journey and um we hadn't talked in a couple years and we reconnected and we align on several things right now that are projects that are are coming to light. That is, it was a great conversation, man. We ended up being on that zoom call two hours. And then afterwards he sent me a full recap of our conversation. And I was like, I am stealing that. Like what a great, just like, this is what we, here's my action items. Here's your action items. Because, you know, I'm notorious for making lists. I make, man, I make lists everywhere. And sometimes I make too many lists. And to do that of recapping it in an email, I'm stealing it from him. I literally emailed Oh, absolutely. I'm stealing this from you. (laughs) I'm doing it. It was great. One one of our event producers, we just, uh, for our college basketball game, we would have once a week, uh, the last month, it was, okay, hey, here are the items we've got to get done and assigning everybody on our team. Okay. Hey, here's what we got to do. Boom, boom, boom. Let's get this done. And of course there's 50 other things that wreck us off of that path, but at least we know, okay, Hey, here are the tasks we've got in front of us and being able to have that recap every week to know where we are and where we're going. That was always huge for that's helped us keep ourselves somewhat organized and sane. Yeah, but I do like that. I do like that idea. You're not getting a recap of this, by the way. You can listen what? to this. You, you can listen to this. You can watch it later. We're good there. We're, we're getting old, right? So, like, I, I feel like my brain is not the same as my 20 year old brain. So, I need to write it down and do that. If, well, if I don't write, I have a stack of papers in front of my computer, and it's almost like a big. I've got post-it notes wrapped around my monitor. If I don't write it down, the steel trap's rusted shut now. Yeah. It's not it's it's not opening back up again. So I just need to make sure I've got whatever I need to do. I got to write it down, take notes. Yeah. I've got I've got more notebooks and stuff everywhere. So I, I get it completely. Um, last last question. What um flipping it back to the destinations again. What um what what is the one thing you feel like destinations need to be more aware of as we head into this new year? Well, I will say, you know, tying it to the insurance, a super exciting thing that's coming down the pipeline for us is we have just received approval for our event cancellation team policy to be utilized for hotels, which is going to directly affect the destinations and benefit and being able to, I haven't quite figured out how to tie it directly with the destination or for them to benefit utilizing it by offering it. But let me paint the picture a little bit. Okay. So on the hotel side right now, 
when a hotel books with a youth sports tournament, typically they don't sign guarantees. They just don't. It is so the hotels give them a higher rate and a, a smaller room block. Well, with the event cancellation insurance, we have now again been approved to insure that room rate at the actual rate that the parent pays. So what that does is that gives the platform that does the reservation their guaranteed money, the event organizer their guaranteed money, and the hotel for the, the actual amount that the parent was going to pay. So if the event is canceled, all stakeholders in that are protected. And so it's been a fight to get the rate down super low. The trick on it is it has to be through the registration platform, um, like event pipe, for example, or event mm -hmm. or when you're making the reservation for the room block, it's not an opt-in, opt-out. It's a benefit of being with the platform so that everybody gets it. So the parent is not on the hook for the first room night if the event is canceled. The hotel is protected, that platform is protected, and the event organizer is protected. So right now we're working on, um, you know, how the transition of, of how to integrate that and make that at um, available to everyone. And it's, it's super exciting. I'm probably sharing a little bit too much information on that in advance. It's coming down the pipeline. Um, I think destinations being able to utilize the insurance of all of these different options, it can also include that sponsorship money from the destination. That is an insurable interest. That part can be insured through these different systems so that, that is something that could come in very handy for a lot of cities including mine going forward so yeah. um that that's interesting okay well then we'll, we'll have a sidebar on that yeah uh, later um but uh well I, that's awesome thank you for sharing that that's good stuff um, all right. Well, that that will wrap up our uh, maiden voyage of uh, season two of the Business of Sports Tourism podcast. Um, for my colleagues who are not with us today, Cassie, Ben, and Cherie, uh, Jennifer, thank you for joining us today. This has been fantastic. Awesome. Super grateful. Appreciate you. Well, we will be back with another episode soon. Be sure to follow us on our LinkedIn page. Business of Sports Tourism podcast. That's where uh, feel free to leave notes, messages, uh, content ideas, interview ideas. Um, shoot those to us. Um, we love looking at those and seeing what we can uh, come together with here in the future. Thanks for listening.